Good day and welcome back to the Automotive Society podcast. This is your host, Siraj, and today I'm joined by the great Alexander yet again. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. How was it? Good, good intro. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I'm um, working on them. So, Alex, how's your week been? Not bad. No car troubles this week. No car troubles. Oh, wait. No, that's a lie. Low oil level that came up. Yet again. That has been rectified. Has been rectified. Sort of. What was it? Well, it doesn't have a dipstick, right? So you're always sort of guessing. You, you click on the trip computer and you're pushing the button and it tells you how much oil you've got, but it's just sort of has a mind of its own. One day it's a little bit below low and the next day it's in the middle and you just sort of guess where it is most of the time. Nice. Nice. That's a BMW thing to do. Um, I think most of our episodes start off with us shitting on BMW, don't they? My BMW. <laughs> generally yeah but i think your bmw represents all bmws at this point um <laughs> you know what the worst thing is i don't have a foot to stand on yeah i feel like i can't argue here i think all the bmws we've owned have been shit in their own way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay that's a good way to put it actually <laughs> they've all leaked oil and they've all done um random things no matter how old and new they are. And they always have weird, weird, quirky things that go wrong. It's very odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, what yeah, about your, the story is just don't buy a BMW. <laughs> Unless you want to buy Alex's. He wants to sell it. So go ahead. Yeah, DM us uh, <laughs> at the Instagram. What's the Instagram? What's the Instagram? The Automotive Society underscore. Or one word. Why is the underscore at the end? Um, apparently it was taken. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very surprised too. But, okay, um, if anybody knows who's taken it. Let yeah, us know. Please give it back to us. Yeah. Change it to something We want to re- reclaim that. You're not using it. Let us use it. Yeah. Yeah. For the greater good. Yeah. And what about your week? What's been happening? Uh, my week's been very busy. Work's been really busy. Um, today, I finally made a start on my project car that, um, you know, you know the project car that you always say you're going to work on and then you never actually have time to work on it? No, I'll work on it. Um, but I don't have the time. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It's more about the thought, right? Uh, you work on it in your head. Yeah, yeah. Helping a friend out. Not physically. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Isn't it nice to know I would come if I had the time? Yeah. See? There you go. That's what I've been saying for the last two months. I would do it if I had the time, but, you know, here we are. Um, no, I uh, worked on the Evo 8 today. Finally got the turbo manifold and the turbo off. Um, so now it's ready for a new turbo. But tomorrow I need to go in and take the cams out, and that's that's a... That's a problem in its own, you know, put it to TDC, then lock the timing tensioner, then take the cams out. It's a boring job. I'm going to nod my head like I pretend exactly like what you're talking about right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the one. He knows. (laughs) He knows. All right, fill us in. What topic is it today? Topic for today is the greatest cars of all time from each manufacturer. Okay. So I don't want a list of different cars from the same manufacturer. One car per manufacturer. Okay. We're going to have... Um, we've obviously done our lists just for the listeners. Yes, we have done a um, list. We did prepare for this one for the first time ever. We prepared for something in our lives. Yep. And um, this one's going to be interesting because I think between us two, we really only know one or two cars that we've chosen. The yeah, rest is yeah. going to be a surprise. Um, So, yeah, I I have no idea what you've chosen. Um, I'll tell you the brands that we are looking at now. So, we've got a little list and they include um, BMW. Number one. Heck yeah. Shout out BMW. (laughs) Yeah, I want to get the shit ones out of the way first. (laughs) (laughs) 
course you would do that. Move on. <laughs> uh, Mercedes. Volkswagen. Alfa Romeo. This was your choice. I didn't want to really include Alfa Romeo. They're not They're really one of the, a car. No, no, no. I can't start this argument with you right now because it's going to go on for too long. But they are one of the best of all time. But it's not a car. It's an Alfa Romeo. So, you know. Exactly. Uh, Lambo. Nissan. Mazda. Toyota. Subaru. Honda. And Porsche. Um, so we've got a good mix of Euro and Japanese in there. Um, for some of you who are like, whoa, 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 where's my car brand? You know, it'll come at a later date. We only have so much time. We'll get there. Well, yeah, there might be a part two to this. Who knows? Um, I don't think people would be very excited if we chose like one of the smaller brands anyways. So. Like Opal? Yeah. Like anyone excited for Opal? Not really. Wait, let's just test. Let's just see if any of the... No. No, no, no one's silent. Pure silence. Pure silence. Moving on. Um, so, so I guess we just started the top, right? Like we started the BMW. And um, since you are the BMW representative here, um, you'd, you would you like to start? BMW representative. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only idiot who would buy one. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I took that. And the funny thing is I always argue the, the, the fact that they're always the best and they are. In my opinion, still. Yes, yes. For the three minutes they work, they are the best. To be fair, mine went four days today without having an issue. You just said your oil level sender was having issues. Four days, no issues. <laughs> four days. That only came up yesterday. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I saw we talked about it this last podcast. Yeah. It feels like this is a trend coming now. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get hate on the Instagram page. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'll, I'll post a photo of your BMW on the Instagram page. Yeah, we just um, wait so till they clean the brake dust and everything, obviously. Just so can people can, you know, have a good chat about it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Um, all right, let's kick some, kick things off. Who's going first? You going first? No, no, I think this is a scissors, paper, rock, my friend. Oh, this is a BMW, mate. We all know who has a BMW. Okay, ready? Okay, three, two, two one, one, go. Oh, three, two, one, go. Okay, I've lost. Yeah. All right, it. greatest car BMWs ever made, the BMW 1M. Oh. Um, and you didn't choose it because you forgot about it. No, I did. I did remember it, but I didn't think it was the good-looking BMW. It might be the greatest in performance, I think, and like handling and driving characteristic-wise. But I don't think it was the best-looking. Agreed. It's not the prettiest car in the world. No, and I and I really want to look for aesthetics in a BMW because it, it most of the time it just sits there. It doesn't actually work. <laughs> Fair. No, well, they work. There's just things that go wrong as you drive. Yes. So, and then, but it, and then it parks up. Just remember this: things may go wrong as you drive, but you're still moving. I it's mean, a trooper. That's true. That's true. You can't argue with that one. But look, the one M, in my opinion, it was just that. It was that weird phase of sort of 2014, 13. That range, that range there, and it was that car that. You look backwards and you looked at all these things going really electronic. You know, you had the M5 V10 yep. and it had computers everywhere. And the 1M was the first car in probably since, fair comment, E46 M3 2004. Yeah. Where it was just engine, gearbox, driver, not so many drivers. Yeah, aids. yeah. It was and very, it, um, it was very, it was raw. very raw. Yeah. yeah. Driver focused car for, for the enthusiast. And I think that's, for me, the reason it stands out so much is that's the car that BMW said, look, we haven't forgot about our roots. Like, this is where we're still from. We know how to make exciting cars. That is true. That is true. Um, that's true. Yeah, I would give you that. The 1M is a, is a really great car. Um, the person I bought my RX-7 off had one. And um, 
but it was more of a garage queen because um which is funny right he drove the rx7 more than he drove the 1m what just sat there the 1m yeah um he had it for nine years and it had nine thousand kilometers on it wow okay yeah whereas the rx7 he's had for like a little bit longer but he did like a hundred and forty thousand k's on yeah it's a lot that's a big difference, right? Big difference. He was the first owner of the RX-7 and he did 142. I bought it with like 160,000 Ks on it, almost. Wow. And um, and the 1M sat there with 9,000 Ks on it. That's <laughs> nuts, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously... Does, just, that, does that tell you that the RX-7 is more reliable? No, no, no. The BMW definitely worked. It just holds us better. It's probably <laughs> better, probably. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Um, What's your yeah. greatest pick? Oh, okay. Get ready. Get ready. Mine yeah, is because I've big, not heard this one yet. Mine is a big one. Mine is the greatest BMW ever made in looks and performance in the way that it's a BMW, right? I don't look for performance in BMWs because I don't consider them that. Whoa, whoa, it's a luxurious whoa, whoa. European brand, right? And they make really good coupes. Very good coupes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here. Ready? Ready? The 2002. I cannot argue with that whatsoever. No one can argue with that one. I think the 2002 is the greatest BMW ever made in looks Ooh. and in driving characteristics. It might not be the fastest car out there. 100%. But you know what? It was engaging. It was fun. It was. It was um, amazing. And it's a bit of a shame because most of them are rust bucket these days, 40 years on. It is old. Um, but if you like a car of that age, then you kind of know that you're in for a little bit of rust repair. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Which I think is part of the project car experience. And it's definitely one of those project cars where you cannot get unmotivated by it. Every time you look at it, it's a beautiful car. You're like, yes, I need to get that running. I've, I can't I can't argue with that. It's one of my favorite BMWs ever made. Yeah, but you didn't say um, it. You didn't say it was a great No, because I just think the 1M stands out more to me. There <gasps> you was, think the 1M stands out it more does, than the it does. It was just one of those. It was one of those times when everybody was going, wow, everything going electric. Golfs were coming out, you know, DSGs and all this electric stuff. And BMW came out and said, here's a six-speed manual, um, six-cylinder, twin-turbo, rear-wheel drive, LSD car that you can just go have fun in. Okay, okay. Okay, different purposes, but similar thing, right? The 2002, the 1M, different eras, similar build. I think the 1M, sorry, the 1M, the 2002 though, I think one thing that was so great about that car is it it started the trend for BMW. Yeah. From the 2002 came the 3 Series, from the 3 yep. Series came the M3. Yep. Um, and as we all know, the E30 M3 to what it has been today. I yep. must say the E30 M3 is very, very close behind. If it wasn't so unattainable, I would say it was one of the greatest. 100%. But um, the fact that it is almost impossible to buy one, um, even if you have the money nowadays, you can't buy one. It's not, it's, they're hard to come by. Oh, yeah. So I don't think it was like fair to be like, yeah, that's the greatest. Because, yeah, we all know it, but no one can buy it anyway. So it doesn't matter. They're so expensive. Whereas the 2002 is still pretty attainable. Oh, 100%. Um, you can go and buy one. It might be in shit condition. Um, if you want to not spend money, but hey, it's a great car, no, no matter what. So I think in this one, I think we just have to say the winner of this argument is either the BMW 2002 or the 1M because we cannot decide. I can decide. I think it's the no, 2002. You can't. <laughs> you can't. I, I can't decide. Those two, those cars okay, are way too okay, hard on okay. my list. All right, all right. Moving on, moving on. All right, the Mercedes. Next. I think we, um, yeah, Mercedes. Mercedes. All right. I went first last time. Hit me. Go. Um, I have two options. I did a, I, I cheated a bit. I cheated a bit. You can't um, bend the rules. I, I did. 
Too bad. Mercedes, I couldn't decide. Fair okay? enough. Okay, okay. I, I love Mercedes for cruisers. Nice, cruisy, comfortable cars. Yeah. Um, and I picked a four-door. It wasn't a cruiser, but I picked a four-door. I picked a 190E Cosworth. Good choice. Um, Probably, though, one of the slowest cars of its time. Yeah, but it's a cruiser. I, I, I prefaced it by saying it's a cruiser. It wasn't built to be the cruiser. Yeah. Like the 190E Cosworth was still fast for its age, I think. Like, it's not a slow car. Yeah. But um, but it was a four-door saloon that was meant to be fast for a family car. Kind yeah, of thing. okay. All right. Yeah, fast for a luxury car that weighed like two tons or something. <laughs> Who knows how much it weighed. Um, And I had a second option, but this is a wild car. This is an- another unattainable wild card. Wild card, okay. The 6x6 AMG. <laughs> Did you choose that just because it's fucking cool? It's amazing. Like, how, how can you not want a tank that's a 6x6? Six six? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, it's I, like, it's I like would really the, want to buy one. It's like the old school X-Class yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Because they, they looked like utes, weren't they? Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, they were cool. Uh, I loved it. Uh, ever since I saw it on Top Gear and was it Richard Hammond? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he drove around. it through a water park, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the sand dunes and stuff. Oh, yeah. my God. It was amazing. It's a really cool car. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't decide between the two. Um, so I think they're tied for me. One's just a cool street car and the other one's just an unattainable. And you know what was cool about the 190 It had the dogleg gearbox. Yes. So it was, what was it? It was, first was away and le- and down yep, from you. Yeah, yeah, And second was up to the middle where third gear would be yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, um, it's what the old Lambos had as well, the E-Gate. Oh, yeah. the, sorry, not the E-Gate. The, um, what's it called? You know the gated gated shifter. Gated shifters, yeah. Yeah, it's the yeah. old gated shifter. They had that. I'm yeah, pretty they sure were the cool. Diablo had that. I forget now. It's been a while. Um, they're very cool. And yeah. um, my choice, to be honest, there wasn't much thinking around it apart from the fact that when I was growing up, I just thought it was so bonkers mm. that I just wanted one. I yes. was like frothing over this thing. Yes, I think. Yeah, growing up, I think it was one of the coolest and cars. It was. It's an SLR McLaren. Um, and yeah, they made better cars, the SLS and blah, 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 and so on. But the SLR McLaren was just so bonkers at the time. This massive engined it Mercedes. Is. It was it was nuts. It is. It is nuts. I, I do agree. But wasn't it very average looking? No. What do you mean no? no? What do you mean no? It had the longest bonnet you'll ever see on a car. It was amazing. Yeah, but it, was, it, was, it was just like... Like a CLK, SLK looking thing just with a long bonnet. Yeah, but you know what? If they want to stop by next next to me, right? And I was in an SLR McLaren, so measure your bonnet. I bet you mine's longer. <laughs> right? That's size a, doesn't matter, Alex. Size 100% matters. You don't, you don't go Why don't we always the get r- these innuendos, you know? <laughs> but 100%, it was so cool. There's no car with like a bigger, long, sweeping bonnet. And it was comfortable. It was one of those cars that people were like driving around Europe, you know? Yes, Yet again, I think Mercedes just makes great cruisers. Like they're, they're fast, but they're luxurious and they're great to drive. Yeah. Um, sometimes too great to drive, you know, like with their airbag suspension, the VIP ones. Oh, you're like, talking like the S-classes and the biggest sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like what Pablo Escobar drove kind of thing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they were a little bit too comfortable. Yeah. Uh, it's like sitting in a movie theater. Um, but agree to disagree, but I still think mine's are cooler. 
I think the Cosworth is cooler. I must admit, I completely forgot about the 190E Cosworth and I yeah. may have to give you that one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I did really like... I mean, for its time, it wasn't... That was up against like your M3 and in that era where performance cars were... I guess it was just one of the slower ones at the time, yeah. but it had so much going for it. Yeah. So much. It was such a funky car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate to admit when I'm wrong, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. I think you can have that one with the 190E. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you can find one to buy these days. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, but you know, it is what it is. Good luck finding an SLR. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Um, but you know what? We're going to move into the Euro. Uh, the Euro. The, the, the Vag. Uh, well, no, I was going to say the Jap. Let's give a Jap one a go. The Jap. Go. Yeah. Okay. And I know this one, this one you were struggling. You said a couple of times to me before this, you were like, dude, I can't think of anything for Nissan. Yeah. Yeah. And I was struggling really hard for Nissan. And Nissan have made a lot of like interesting cars, but you know, we defined great and great isn't the... R33 skyline sitting on the side of your road, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be the best. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the fastest. It doesn't have to be the best looking. It, it, the greatest is the greatest. It's hard to define, but it just means it has to be good in every department. Yeah. Um, or it had to like be very no significant. Other car can. Very significant. Very significant. Right. Yeah, something that left the mark. Yeah. And I'm really intrigued to hear what you put down for Nissan. Oh, I think I have a really boring answer. What's yours? No, 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 no. We're going to hear the boring answer first. The boring answer is? Um, okay. So how I came to my boring answer. Okay. The fact you have to start explaining before that <laughs> means it's really boring. But it continue. is really boring. Continue. Um, okay. In my life, I've owned many Nissans. I think yeah. we, we can attest to that. I think yeah, yeah. I've had, I think a good 15 of my cars have been Nissans. Fair comment. Yeah. Um, I've had what? Three, 300 ZXs. I've had two S15s, um, two S14s, like five different types of 180s, uh, normal 180 SXs, Type Xs. Um, I've had Skylines. I've had R32, R33. I've had an R31. I've had an R34. And um, my work even gave me an R35 GDR for a little bit. For a month, I had one to drive around. Not mine, but I had it. Um, I've had the GDR... The only GDR I've had is the R33. Yeah. Um, the 32 one and all those have all been GTSTs. So yeah. turbocharged, except for the R31. That wasn't a turbo. That was just a standard RB30 automatic gearbox. I'm starting to get concerned a little bit. Because um, the fact you had to explain every single cool car that Nissan's ever made before you're about to say that yeah. really, really says something. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I've had them all. I've had them all. I've even had the Pulsar. I've had the Triple S Pulsar and the normal Pulsar. Yeah. Right? Um. Just so what is the car? Uh, just prefacing it all. Come on, come on, get to the point. It's still going to be a tie. Okay, all right, go. Okay, I still ha I had to choose two at least. Oh my God, here to, we go I again. It was such a shit. Okay, so my boring one, my boring one is a Type X, a 180SX Type X. Okay, a bit boring. That's my boring one. Yeah. Okay, yep. but with an S14 Series 2 front end. So I want a 180SX Type X. Oh, here we go. It comes with a disclaimer, does it? With an S14 Series 2 front end. Because yeah. I think the front end on the S14 Series 2 looks aggressive and I love it. And that was one of my favorite cars that I owned, right? Yeah. And then the Type X, I loved. One of the favorite cars I owned. Yeah. But I love the hatch look. Okay. Yeah. That's my boring answer. My a little bit more fun random answer is a GTIR. GTIR Pulsar. It's a baby R30... 
to GDR basically, right? Yeah. It has it has ITVs with a turbocharger. Yeah. That in was a, little, a funky car. In the little hatch. That's four wheel drive and it made like two hundred and something horsepower. That's a cool that's, that's a, cool a cool choice. car. Yeah. That's a cool car. Yeah. Um I must admit your one eighty was not very interesting, but this is cool. I like this. My one eighty was not interesting. Oh, okay. I think to drive and to have the characteristics wise, it was one of the best cars. Yeah. I love type X's. Um, so yes, the GTI R Pulsar is my greatest Nissan, the one that left the mark. Yeah. Um, not one I would own now, but, um, but you're happy you had one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mine's, um, completely different to that. I must admit. And again, the only reason I really picked this is it's a car. I really, really, really despise. Like I really hate them. (laughs) What could it be? What could it be? Like, it's really ugly. Okay? <laughs> it's really slow. I didn't get any point in that car. What? Like, the technology was just rubbish. And it was a Nissan Juke, right? But specifically the Nissan Juke R. No. Nissan Juke R, right? No. And I think the only reason I like it is because I've taken this car that I despise. Like, I, I don't hate that many cars, okay? But every time I saw a Nissan Juke, I was like, that's disgusting. I want to spit on it. Yes. Okay. Which is a a fair comment. Yeah, natural reaction. So for Nissan to then go, you know what? I'm going to put this body on top of an R35 and it's still ugly, but at least it turns into a sleeper. It has some character (laughs) to it, right? And that was one of the things for me. Like, yes, there's some great cars that made Skylines and 240s and all the rest of it, but... It was just in, I just remember specifically when the Duke car came out, it was just like such a shit period at the time. And there was just nothing exciting happening with Nissan. And all of a sudden they go, Hey, check this out. 500 horsepower, four wheel drive, you know, different body shape. I think, I think Nissan really, really missed a ball on interesting cars after what, 2003 or whatever, when the S15 stopped being made. Yeah, well, I remember the 350 coming out. Like the GDR was interesting, right? Yeah. But um, but it was nothing special. But the last car, right, that was even remotely interesting from that period. Yeah, they had the S15, the R34, which ended in 2002, I think it was. Yeah. It was the last manufacturer year for them. And then you had the 350Z, which was at the time cool and funky. I it mean, was I, cool. It right? was cool. I you look back on it now, they're okay cars. But after the first couple of years of that 350Z, everything else just died off. I think 350Zs are still amazing cars. It's not an okay car. They're great. And the 370Z Nismo is basically a baby GDR. I think like they're almost just as quick and they're, they're the best. No, handling. nowhere near. The 370Z Nismo. Nah. Nah. The, the Nismo was amazing. What nah, do you mean? NA. They did so many races with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. They did races. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. hundred percent like that. But in terms of the actual car, like. The stock road going car. Nah, I know. Well, at least I like read the story of this one um, racer who had a who had a GDR. Yeah, and he said that he had an R thirty two GDR just for the sake of having a GDR because it was cool. Yeah, but he daily drove an R thirty uh, a three seventy Z Nismo. Wow, because okay. it was just the sickest car, and um, I have to agree with them. I have a really unpopular opinion. When it comes to R35 GDRs, I think they're shit. <laughs> I think, like, when I sit in it, I don't get any sort of characteristics. And damn, this is a fast supercar. It's really not. It feels like a 350Z or a 370 You just feel like everything's happening for you? It's just really 
boring. Like it just doesn't have the character. And as, as for people being like, it's really fast. I didn't take it to the track. Okay. I couldn't unleash its fury onto the road. Um, but I gave it a hit in straight line and I didn't think it was anything special. And the gearbox is very rattly because, you know, they have to handle whatever power that they can make. Yeah. So very rattly gearboxes, very annoying. Um, the middle screen, yes, it's got every single gauge in the universe. You can literally do everything on that little screen. It's like a whole standalone ECU. This is the one that shows you like your turbo pressures and everything. Turbo, like it tells you transmission temperature, yeah. like the pressure inside your transmission for the oil. Um, it'll tell you like the tiniest little sensors that you never, never thought you needed to monitor. It will tell you. Yeah. But I think that was just trying to pay an homage to the R34 GDR because the R34 GDR had a similar screen. Yeah. It didn't have as many features, but it was similar and it did the same job. Um, so I think that's what they were trying to pay an homage to. And I think they missed the mark because the car's way too boring to have cool gauges like that. Um, I don't look, I'm, I haven't driven one. I've only sat in one and sitting in it was pretty nice. I must admit, but it still felt like a little bit like a new car, I guess. It had that feel of where technology I didn't have a problem is with the new always, car. In, always in some, the background though. There are some new cars that have characteristics like, you know me. I think the new 86s and the BRZs have a lot of character and I think they're amazing. For a new car, I think they're really sick in the way that um, it has a character, right? It might not be the fastest thing, but it has a character. It's like yeah, an MX-5. Fun. I guess they're fun to drive, right? The new MX-5 has character yeah. still, right? Um, but this just didn't. It just lacked everything for me. And um, But it's interesting, isn't it? Because I remember a friend of mine came to me and said, look, my brother's his brother's does well for himself. And he said, look, I'm thinking of buying a new car. And not necessarily new, new, but, you know, he said, well, what do you think about the R35 GDR? I mean, he's not the biggest car person, but if someone came to me and said, hey, I want to spend hundred grand on a car, 120,000 on a car that I guess they want to drive daily most of the time, but they want something cool and still a little bit performance based. Yeah. I would tell that person to go buy a GTR because it makes sense. It doesn't, it's cheaper, more reliable to maintain than some of But if I'm guessing correctly, then if this guy's asking you and wants a little bit of opinion, he's not into cars. I think he's into cars, but I think he's more into the cool GDR. Yeah. Like and that's where it that's sort of shiny. stops, right? That's pretty. Yeah, I right? like that kind of car. And he yeah. s- sort of... And for those people, a GDR is perfect. Yeah, right? Perfect. Yep. Spot on. Yep, yep. Um, I, again, I haven't driven one, so I can't comment. Yeah. I think a GDR is perfect for anyone who's like, oh, I want a shiny car. That's cool. But anyone that's, that's after the automotive industry in the way of wanting a interesting, fascinating car with a lot of character, yep. you're missing the mark with the GDR. You really are. And if you think otherwise, um, come fight me. Thanks. <laughs> but um, it's just not a thing. Uh, I think the R35 GDO kind of lacks what what it should have. You know, after being a successor to the R34, which was nothing but character, I'm going to say it, another unpopular opinion. I, I do a lot of hot takes, you know, when it comes to cars. Um, you do. You're the hot take king. My, I'm going to... I'm going to defend myself in the way that I've driven them, okay? if When you drive it, yeah, come fight me. Um, the R34 GDR is fucking slow. Wow. Super shit, super slow. It's not. There's nothing more than a 90s car, but abundant, abundant in character. Like, you drive it and you're like, wow, this is so cool. It has, it has lots of right rattles. It has lots of Japanese characteristics. Yeah. Um, understeers like hell. <laughs> And um, it's fast when you need it to be, right? But it's not fast compared to 
an actual fast car. Yeah, I get I, I get where you're coming from on that. It's it's pretty slow, but it doesn't give you the feeling that it's slow. Until until you're to be like topping fourth when you're like, wow, it's actually really not accelerating. Wow, it really doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. That's that's when you notice it, but how many times are you gonna top fourth on so the street? We've got a little bit sidetracked again, didn't we? We did. We, we did. did. Anyways, back <laughs> just to wrap up the Nissan part. Oh uh, yes. GTI Apostle from me. Nissan Duke for me. Nissan Duke R. I hate that car so much, but what? they made me like it. What a random pick. You what? get it though, right? What a random pick. It's such a hateful car. It is. Right? Why would you pick it? Because it's such a hateful car and they've just dumped a massive engine in it. So it's the greatest. For me, Nissan's never really shouted out to me. There's some cool cars, but it it was just for me at the time, it was in that thing where Nissan was just a bit dull, bit boring. And that's what excited me about the Nissan brand again. Fair enough. I was that a big brought me Nissan back fanboy. You know, you, well, you I have say been. I was. I'm, I'm still a Nissan fanboy. I just don't own one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's, what's our next one? Um, do we go Euro or Jap again? I think we do a Jap. I do a Jap. Um, I guess get Honda out of the way. Honda? Yeah. Okay. Um, going to preface this by saying I used to be a massive Honda boy. Yeah, um, you did. Same thing as Nissan. What do they say these days? VTEC, yo. <laughs> I started off with Hondas. Um, with Civics, Cities, Prelude, Integras. I grew up with those. Yeah. Hondas were massive. Um, you used to go down to Smithfield, to JDM Yard. Shout out JDM Yard. If you're Shout listening, out. sponsor us. Oh, please, please. Yeah. Um, I still buy parts from you. Please do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, JDM Yard, Smithfield, you used to go down and um, go to those Honda meets. And yeah. oh my God, I, I, I loved those days. So good. And um, I remember the, this one time, um, I used to have a prelude that I took down there. I am actually in one of the Mighty Car Mods videos. Um, really? Yeah, they took this really rusty golf. Shout out to anyone that actually remembers this episode. They took a really rusty, shitty golf. Um, and they thought they were going to a Euro meet, but they ended up at Smithfield at a Honda meet. You made the cut. I made the cut. Well, um, like, but you're in the back corner somewhere. So it was just a lot of Hondas and their one golf that was super rusty. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I was in the video. Um, not not being interviewed or anything. They just drove past me, and and you see me like snap my neck, like what a hell, <laughs> a Volkswagen. <laughs> so your favorite Honda or your greatest Honda? This was a tough one. I'm gonna let you go first. I'll be brutally honest. When it comes to Honda, I'm not the most gend up person, so I went for the safe bet. Let me guess. The Honda. Let me guess. Yeah. Um. It's it's a supercar. It's Ooh. it's their staple. Supercar's super a lot, of, maybe it, a bit of a stretch. It's it's one of their most famous cars. Yep. Yeah. The yep. name has three letters in it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, I know what you're talking about. What is it? I think you you want the NSX. Yeah. NSX. Yeah. <laughs> Safe bet. Safe bet. Safe bet. Yeah. Every every Honda aficionado is screaming at you, being like, "That's not the greatest." Yeah, they're Honda. all that come at me, bro. But um. But everyone who doesn't know anything about Honda and you go, what's the greatest Honda? They're like, yes, I know. Yeah. It's either that though or the S2000. But I think 
I think honestly, it's just for me because the NSX was just that like <laughs> extra tier above the S2000. Because yeah. S2000, yeah. back when it came out, there was a lot of people driving it. Yeah. yeah. And NSX was just that like yeah. little bit out of reach. And that was the one I sort of always wanted, I guess. Well, I think we're I both younger. not Honda boys because we both went the generic route because I chose the S2000. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. But um, that's me today. Me today chose the S2000 because I'm like, if I was to own a Honda today, that's the only Honda I would want. But you know what? I did drive past one the other day, driving down towards Concord. Yeah. And it was stock, I don't know what year, whatever it was. Yep. It was black yep. with silver wheels, completely standard, yep. just with a hard top on it. And yep. the guy was just cruising at 60. And I looked at it just from a distance, getting a little bit dark, couldn't really tell what it was. And I said, that looks really like, it looks like sort of like a newer car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And as I drove up, I went, oh, it's an S2000. They look really good still today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The styling dated. is... That's it's for almost timeless. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost yeah, I would say it's one of the best looking Jap cars still. Yeah. Um I always say this to you, and we always have this argument all the time. The only two convertibles I'd ever buy in my whole life are an S two thousand and an MX five NA. MX five NA, no, S two thousand, yes. Yeah. The only convertibles I'd buy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, I think. Yeah. Well, Okay, no, we'll leave it at convertibles. If we're including like T-tops and things like that, uh, if we're no, no, convertible, no, no, just convertibles. Yeah, S2000 yep. is pretty much why. S2000 and the MX5. And, and they're little... And I have an MX5. Yeah, and do you remember the engines? They used to rev to like 9,000. They were great. Yeah, they the AP1s really cool. used yeah. to rev to 9,000. The AP2s didn't. They went a little bit lower. I think they were 8,687. Yeah, look at me. Look at me knowing about yeah, S2Ks. Look, it's coming um, back to me. But if you asked me back in the day what my favorite Honda was, I would have picked either... The EK Civic. Yeah. Or the VTIR Prelude. Prelude? Yeah, the facelifted Prelude. Are you okay? Dude, I loved Preludes. Why? I just think they were the best coupes. They were such good coupes. Front wheel drive, though, I think that sort of killed it in the end for me. Like, yeah. eventually, when I, when I first tasted a rear wheel drive, that's when I was like, wait, this is... What have I been doing my whole life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just um, swapped straight over. I swapped straight over, yeah. And ever since then, I haven't really gone back to Honda. But um, but I would say the Prelude, at the time, if you haven't driven a rear-wheel drive car and you're not into rear-wheel drive cars, was one of the best cars. Questionable. Um, but fair enough. I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. I still don't agree with it, to be honest with you. Um, but I think we can't argue on that. I think an NSX or an S2000. I think they're both the same I think car. They're both, like, I think they're both. They're both, both rear-wheel drive. drive. The only two rear-wheel drive Hondas. Um, well, newer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know back in the day they made rear-wheel drive cars. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So, next one. Um, let's do Toyota. Toyota. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, Toyota. Hit me. Um, I am not going to go with something mainstream like me. You know, that's very Yeah, me. yeah. I'm going to go with the Toyota Crown. Toyota Crown? Toyota Crown. Um, yeah, Toyota Crown for sure. I think they're one of my favorite Toyotas. And if, if I was to buy a Toyota today, I'd buy a Crown. Why? I mean, um, they're cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to... Uh, I'm trying to gauge why. Because it's like buying a Rolls Royce, but it's cheap. It's affordable, yeah. but it's got 
all the same luxuries as a Rolls Royce and the same, but at the same time, you're incognito on the road. Yeah. And I must, they're very comfortable. Well, at least in stock form. Yeah. They're very comfortable and you can get them with some great engines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yes, the technology these days is obviously moved on a yeah, long, well, long way. They had um, Jay-Z engines yeah. as well. Um, you could buy the Crown Athlete with a 1J or a yeah. 2J. Yeah, it was 2J? 2J. Yeah, I think it was a 1J from memory, but... 1J? Yeah. Message yeah. us, let us know on the Instagram. Yeah, with the VVTi too. They were the only ones with VVTi yeah. um, except for the Aristo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Aristo had VVTi as well. Um, not going to lie, I haven't had too many Toyotas. Um, <laughs> I started off with my good old Camry. and um, Oh, sorry. Did you just call it a Camry? Oh, sorry. Vienta. No, no, no. Vienta Grande? No, no. No, no, no. It's not a Vienta. No, no, no. We're, we're Vienta, stuck no, no, no. Vienta Grande. I'll take Camry. I've heard it. I've heard it. This is on recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I lied. I lied. It was a lie. Um, it's a Vienta Grande. Okay. Yeah, it was a yeah, Lexus. Yeah. Um, it was a Camry. Yes. And then also had a nice 250 Lexus. Yeah. That I loved. But um, Crown. Crown is where I'll go. As you can see with my Toyotas, I wasn't really into the Supra and Chaser. I, I don't know why, but I never got into them. And it's funny, actually, you went down that sort of comfortable route, right? Yeah. Because like I used to have a Supra, right? Yeah. And it was an awesome car, five speed, and it was built really well. And I mean, leaked oil all the time. Yep. And I had 250,000 kilometers on the clock and the paint was faded. And I, I really like that car, but you know what? In the last year, I've taken a spin on Toyota and James will love me for saying this, right? But my favorite or say favorite greatest car that i think came out of there was toyota century oh yes 12 cylinders silky smooth i mean they're not fast right but but they weren't meant to be if you rock up right to a primary school afterwards after like (laughs) where are you going with this alex (laughs) you know and you're picking up your child or whatever in a toyota century all your friends they're gonna think your father's drug dealer or, the, or part of the Yakuza. Yeah, one or the other. But yeah. that's cool, right? That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what I want. I want to be part of the Yakuza. And for a lot of people who don't know this, like in the passenger side, so if you're sitting in the back seat behind the front passenger, right, the seat actually folds out in the middle as like a footrest. So you can actually yes. put your feet through the seat yes. and have them up. And it's yes. that's just a feature I looked at. I went, that yes. is cool. Yes. Um yeah, okay. So I think they're very similar cars in the way, like Century and Crown. Um, they're both luxurious VIP cars. It's, it's what you would drive if you're a well-known gangster. Yeah. And, you know, I'm when I look at it, I, I think those two, they stand out to me so much. And the Century is just, it's just such a comfortable car. It's, yeah. it's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that you can still buy today. They're affordable. Yes. For, you know, 30, 40 grand and, well, maybe a little bit more for a nice one. Um, but oh, it's just so cool. I, I can't explain anything more than they're just so cool. They are really cool. I do agree. I do agree. Um, okay. And on that note, we're hitting almost a 40-minute mark. Yeah, we're going to run out of time here. So I think we want to do a little bit like short I think, I th- episodes at the yeah. start. Um, until we get a little bit more established and then we'll start doing maybe longer ones depending on what people want as well. Um, so stay tuned for part two of this one. We will do the rest of the brands in part two. Um, thank you for listening. Go follow us on Instagram. 
please. Message <laughs> us your ideas of what you want us to argue yeah. or discuss about. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you have any topics you would like us to discuss, just put them down in the comments on our latest post and um, we'll look at them. And um, yeah, stay tuned. Our episodes will be released every Monday and Friday at 4 p.m. So stay tuned. And, and I just want to reiterate before we go, sorry, Mazda people, but I still wouldn't own a Mazda MX-5. Wow. This is unbelievable. What an ending. This is See unbelievable. Ya.